Hanno had a question about basically like what's your setup, what's your day to day like pregame, what's what's that like, right, Hanno? Yeah, like I mean, you got a Friday night seven oh five start against the Rangers. T- tell us how your day goes before an opening pitch. Well, you know, uh, a lot of people think that I have to get there really, really early, and I, I, I don't. I mean, the only thing is in the first game of a series, I will sometimes go in just to get to the uh, uh, opponent's broadcast team to find out for sure how names are pronounced because sometimes they'll have things written out phonetically. They have a pronunciation guide for all the big league names, but sometimes those don't do it justice, or sometimes I would ask the player directly. Um just because I wanted to get it right for them. And so uh, I'd get there a little early to go over that with them. Now most of the teams are doing a really cool thing. It's a great service for us, for the PA announcers and broadcasters, is that they actually ask anybody that's got a name that's you know even modestly confusing or uncertain, they'll ask them to just say their name into a microphone, and then they have that accessible to us with a you know click of a mouse. How's this guy say his name? So when you hear how he says it, doesn't necessarily help match up with the way that you're, you know, the public relations department said that you're, uh, that they're pronounced. So, um, but basically for a seven ten start, we usually start our pregame about six forty for a game that's a seven ten. So about a half hour before the first pitch, we start. If there's a special night like, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame nights or, um, you know, Native salute to Native American baseball or. Right. Uh, one of those nights where we have a little more involved pregame show, then we'll start earlier. But I get there generally if I we have a media meal that we can have. So generally, I maybe get there around six, go have a quick dinner, six fifteen, get up to the booth, and you know go over anything that needs to go over. If there's a certain presentation being done or a new feature being done, they want me to you know view that and go over it to hit you know timing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And uh, but it's pretty low key for me. Uh, all the guys that are up there, there's a it's like a huge production. There's you know cameras and uh, the people that do all the stats and the people that uh, input all the information that goes up on the Mariners Vision screen with regard to stats and upcoming games and injuries and all that kind of thing. So those guys really get there quite a bit earlier. So you got to get there early if they're doing the pop fly challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah pop fly with a catch. <laughs> Yeah, that is fun. I actually love it. Love the work with that. The yeah. the whole pop fly challenge thing. Well, that's another thing where it was kind of a Harry Doyle moment for me because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've got a kid out there. It's like <laughs> six years old. It's like this guy's dad never played catch with him. You can tell <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got no shot. <laughs> and uh, one time, you know, it's like, oh, guard, nice try, Timmy. Here's pop line number three. And then I turn the mic off and said, this. Uh, a couch has a better chance yeah. of catching that than especially he in the kingdom yeah. right like yeah. how many even um, take that a kid who isn't playing catch with his dad and then you throw him in in there yeah. with that roof right yeah <laughs> yeah so like make sure you signed a waiver yeah, right exactly <laughs> Sports presents the 1979 All-Star Game from Seattle's Kingdome. It's the All-Stars of the National League versus the best of the American League. The 1979 All-Star Game is brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. See the mileage makers at your Dodge or Chrysler Plymouth dealers. 
and by the newest member of Gillette's all-star team, Foamy Tropical Coconut Shave Cream. Every shave is like a trip to the tropics. And by the Miller Brewing Company, brewers of Miller High Life. If you've got the time, we've got the beer. And by Polaroid, makers of the SX-70 Sonar, the world's smartest camera. We were also uh, talking, you know, about the kingdom. Obviously, you've been around since the kingdom days. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hanson and I consider ourselves dome rats. That's actually what we were going to call this podcast when we first did That's this. Check. Uh, but I really like to hold on to the culture of the kingdom. Uh, do you have any of your favorite stories from the kingdom? or? Well, I mean... There was a time we had an earthquake and everything started swaying and moving. You know, I could feel our our box was our booth was cantilevered out over um, the stands below us, and you could feel this swaying. It's like, what happened? Said, There's an earthquake, and so we they were going to evacuate the building. So I was like, getting up to go leave, and they go, "No, you can't go. You got to you, you got to read these safety <laughs> things." It's like, what do you think they're going to do? Right? They know to get the hell out. So, Do we need to tell them that there's smoking's only on the exterior <laughs> ramp? Yeah, yeah, no signs of affection. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we're worried about that right now. Um, and Dave, Dave came shooting past. He signed off and was, yeah, I'm getting the hell out of here. So I'm going, wait, I'm the only one here, and they're like, they're leaving, and they know that they need to leave and get out in an orderly fashion, you know. And so uh, that was interesting, and uh, obviously, you know, the '95 season was just a a I continual mean, people don't understand how crazy that was. That, yeah, it just continued to get like more odds defying as the season went on. And um, I mean, was your what during '95, especially game five, maybe game four, when that's when Edgar hit the grand slam? I mean, I remember Buck Showalter when he was managing the, the Yankees, and but that's what's so interesting about that game, too, is how many people are future Hall of Famers or mm -hmm. and potential Hall of Famers, all-stars were on both of those lineups, but how loud and and you could feel the shake. I know people talk about the beast quake with Marshawn Lynch, yeah. but that was something else. I mean, I was there game five. My, I, I skipped school. Yeah. I was in my freshman year. I skipped school, I believe. The double was so, you know, it's so etched in my mind, and the thing that I remember most about it is that junior – I'd never seen him run that fast. Yeah. I yeah. looked at the ball and I looked up to see where he was, and I thought he'd be right, right around second base. And he was already close to third, and was just flying. I mean, just absolutely flying. And um, as the more you know, you're kind of looking at sizing up in your little mental computer of like, is he going to make it? And it's like he's going to make it. And uh, and then when he slid home and everybody went nuts, it was just like we, there was the guy that works with me in the booth. Who's, Still works with the Mariners today, Greg Green. He's the vice president of marketing. Um, but we like just did this little mini pig pile in the in the booth we were in because you know there was nothing I needed to say no. for several minutes because it would just let let the crowd do this, and um, it was so fun. And you know, and then you fast forward to this year when Cal Raleigh hit that walk off. I think that was the only thing that could ever have competed yeah, with that it. double. Exactly. Yeah, 